The scripture this morning is taken from John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and had never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. I want to share with you on this Father's Day this great quote that I read years ago from a man named, and I love his last name. His first name's Louie, and his last name is Giglio. And that's the last name for you, Giglio. So if you have um, maybe trouble with Father's Day, I think uh, this is a great quote from him. God is not the reflection of your earthly dad. He is the perfection of your earthly dad. God is not the reflection of your earthly dad. He is the perfection of your earthly dad. God is our perfect father, right? Um, all of us as dads can say we made mistakes, and hopefully our kids won't make the same mistakes. Um, now, my wife, oh, she stood right there when I said that. Okay, she's gone. She will not put on this bulletin what I want this sermon title to be. It's supposed to be, Who's Your Daddy? She will not write that. So she writes, who's your father? But you can't see this, but it says, who's your daddy right there? So I'm going to say it. Maybe one day, no, she still won't write it on there. And the reason I do that, you don't call your dad father. Maybe you do. But I was raised that you call him daddy. And you know, when we read where Paul says that we call him Abba, it is really daddy it is the more intimate like you know i know people who say mother but most people say mama especially from the south that's mama right and you know or daddy we don't say father will you come or mother you know we're not from great britain we left them a long time ago but i can remember as we are told to imitate our heavenly father I remember as I was a teenager growing up, and your voice gets deeper, um, my uncle, my dad's brother, called one afternoon, and I answered the phone, hello, and he begins to converse with me, thinking that he was speaking to my dad. And before things really got out of hand, I stopped him and said, would you like to talk to my dad? Oh, you sound just like your dad. I'm sorry. In John chapter 8, there is a discussion about fathers. And uh, the Jews, uh, more likely the Pharisees, 
it's, it's amazing that they tell Jesus they are not in bondage because they are really in bondage. But Jesus says, you know, if you believe, you should act just like your father. In fact, he says that believers and non-believers always speak and act just like their father. It is amazing, isn't it, to look at pictures uh, of maybe your granddad or your dad and not just to see your reflection, but to even see your children's image in their image. It's amazing. It's amazing how DNA works, isn't it? So yes, I will continue to use the phrase, who's your daddy in this sermon, no matter what is written in the bulletin, because Jesus is really asking the question, who is your dad? Whoever you imitate. Okay? Uh, so we are grateful for those words that if the Son has set you free, we are free indeed. And yet we have this conversation about who really are the children of Abraham. Now in the 31st uh, verse, if you go to John 8 and go on down to 30, uh, verse 31, he does say there that Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. Some people, uh, some Scripture would say believed him. But do you know that the original word, the Bible was not written in English. I know we like to think it was. But that word does not just mean I believe in God. It really means that we obey him. Jesus even said, if you love me, you will obey me. It's scary to think but many people who come to church on a Sunday morning have a demonic faith. Now, that doesn't mean that their head's spinning around and they're vomiting green stuff out of their mouth. But the demons even know there's a God, and they shudder. If all we have is a, yeah, we know God exists faith, we're not in good company. Jesus is saying, you will do whatever your father tells you to do. So if you are of God, the word believed in this verse really does mean those who put their trust in Christ or in God with the implication that their actions are based on that trust, which we would say obedience. Jesus spoke of people like these Jews who would say one thing, but their actions really didn't follow. In Matthew 15, verse 8, he's quoting from Isaiah, and he says this, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. He, he's talking about people who are religious, people who maybe would show up on a Sunday morning, but after 12 o'clock, it's my time now. And we do whatever we choose. What Jesus is teaching these people in this group and us today is that true discipleship or true disciples believe with their words and their hearts. Romans 10 verse 9, Paul talks about salvation being a heart issue. He said that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Jesus is Lord. What is that saying? It's saying that I will obey him. He is now the master. He is now the one who sits on the throne. It takes both our words and our hearts to be a true follower, to be one who says, yes, God Almighty is my Father and I will obey Him. When our words and our actions are not the same, chaos, chaos ensues and there's conflict. It's like Dennis. Dennis needed some same-day dry cleaning. You've seen the places that say one day. Some of them even say one hour, right? Well, that's what he saw. He was driving through town, and he remembered there was a store with a huge sign that said one-hour dry cleaners. And so he drove out of his way to drop off a suit. After filling out the tag, he told the clerk, I need this back in an hour. And in, in amazement, she said, I can't get this back to you until Thursday, and it was Monday. I thought you did dry cleaning in an hour. She said, no, that's just what the name of the store is. You see, those of us who carry the name Christian but fail to live like that, we're really just saying, oh, that's just what I call myself. But, you know, when, when, when there's a handle, I'll show you who my real father is. You know, it, it may sound cute to say, oh, I'm, uh, I've, I've heard people say, oh, I, I'm in the kingdom, but I'm on the south side of the kingdom. You, you mess with me, you're going to get a fist. You, you, I'm sorry, I know it sounds funny and we laugh, but we can't live like that. I know we want to sometimes, but that's just not the way it is. We can't just say, oh, that's just the name of what I call myself. But deep down, that's not who I am. We create disillusionment. We talked about that in Sunday school. Especially for those who have yet to believe. And so when I ask, who's your daddy? Who, who is it that you're following? Look at verse 39 through 44. Abraham is our father, they answered. Now, you can almost see them banging on their chest. You know, that's our dad. And Jesus says, well, I mean, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham did. But you are determined to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. Now, in my Bible, it says we are not illegitimate children. Now, you know there's a word in the English language for that, and I'm not going to use it, but that's what they're calling Jesus. They're saying, you don't even know who your dad is. They even say the only father we have is God himself. If God, Jesus says, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now am here. I have not come on my own. He sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Now here's some strong words. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You see, our actions reveal our true father. Who's your dad? Just look at how you act. 
Look at how we act, me included. Our actions always reveal the Lord of our life. And Jesus says plainly, I know you, you guys like to call on Abraham, uh, but your, your true dad is Satan. You know, I mean, let's face it. I remember as a teenager, uh, what would Jesus do was very popular. I mean, we wore it on our, I mean, there was every, everything, Bible covers, bumper stickers, bracelets. And somebody said to me, you know, it's not what would Jesus do. We all know what Jesus would do. It's will we do what Jesus would do. You know, it, it, was, it was cool uh, to, to have WWJD. What would Jesus do? You know, sometimes we still think that being a Christian is just saying some neat, cute cliche and eh, what would Jesus do? Well, you know what he would do. The, the question is, though, will we do what Jesus would do? That's the hard part. That's where the rubber meets the road, right? It's not when we open up our Bibles to Matthew and he says, if someone turns uh, or slaps you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. Yes, Lord. No, that's, that's when it gets real. And by the way, can I share with you what he was really saying? Now, I know we literally think he means somebody's just going to backhand you. If someone slaps you on the left cheek, turn to him the other also. Someone explained it to me that a backhanded comment is like being hit. And when you hit someone, you hit them on the cheek. And Jesus is saying, when somebody says something you don't like, they backhand you with a comment, just, it's okay to just take it. Let it roll off. I know we immediately think violence, but majority of the time, people aren't just going to walk up and pop you in the head. They may say something, though, that stings. And he's saying, you know, if you're like me, you just let it go. So what would Jesus do? We know what Jesus would do, but we need to do what he says we ought to do. That is where true integrity comes from. It's not even James says, look, you read the word of God. That's great. But you can read God's word and not follow it. And you're double minded in all your ways. And we not only do we cause disillusionment in other people's world, we are even disillusioned ourselves. We become confused. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you want to be your, uh, a true follower of God where God is your father, you, you would listen to me. You would love me. So we don't have to ask what would Jesus do. It's in his word. We know what it says. And that's why the Bible tells us to be doers of the word, not just people who hear it. We reveal who our Father is through our actions. When people see us, who do they really see? Is it the Lord? Now, I know you're not thinking, and that don't, for all of you who are in here, I, I don't think you worship Satan. I don't think you'd be in here if you did. But every time that we know what we should do, godly you know from a biblical standpoint and we do the opposite we we've 
put it in sports terms, we've scored a touchdown for the other team. And I know we don't want to do that. So how can you know that God is your father? Verse 42, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. There it is. The question that we have to ask ourselves, do, it's the same question Jesus asked Peter. Peter, do you love me? Now, in our English Bibles, it's, it's love, L-O-V-E, every time we read that. When they're on the beach and Peter, uh, Jesus is restoring Peter and you know, says, feed my lambs and feed my sheep. But in the original, the word love is different kinds of love. It's a, do you love me like a friend? Oh, of course I love you. And the last one is, do you love me like I'm your Lord? Do you love me? So Jesus is saying, how do we know where our DNA comes from? Spiritually, it's who you love. Because whoever you love, you're going to imitate. And he says, for I came from God and now I'm here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. How do we know that we love the Lord? Again, J Jesus says in John 14, 23, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. Now, I don't want you to hear that I'm, I'm not saying that means you're doing everything correctly. That, that's not possible. But what it's saying is that in your heart, your desire is to obey. In your heart, your desire is to do what your Father wants you to do. My Father will love Him, and we will come to Him and make our home with Him. You know, in Revelation, we get that, that great illustration of Jesus knocking on the door. And he says, I stand at the door and knock. And anyone who hears my voice and opens, will come, I, will, I will come to him and, and dine with him. We've get, we get this, this beautiful illustration of this having a meal together, which as a Jew would mean uh, a true, intimate fellowship. And then Jesus says in verse 45 through 47, uh, you don't believe me. Can any of you prove my guilt of sin? I'm telling the truth. Why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you don't hear is that you do not belong to God. Do you know that that is why sometimes you get frustrated and I get frustrated with people who... We can talk about God to them all day long and they're never going to get it. Because they're not. They are blinded. They're not going to see what you see. This verse teaches us that belonging to God is the foundation for hearing Him. We can never hear God's Spirit. We can never fully obey Him if we can't hear His voice. Jesus said in John 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and they and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Who are those other people? That's us. That's the Gentiles. Jesus said salvation is of the Jews, but yet as a Gentile, we are grafted in, uh, just like on a vine that's grafted in, and now we're one tree. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. Whose voice do you listen to?
Do not follow your own heart. That has to be the worst advice as human beings we've ever given each other. Just listen to your heart. Jeremiah would say, The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? But we're grateful that God told Ezekiel that I will create in you a heart of flesh. When your heart is controlled by God's Spirit, you're not listening to your heart, you're listening to Him. I wish I had the video, and I, I have seen it, where uh, there's sheep going in one direction, and the one who controls those sheep yell out to them, and every one of those sheep turn around and come to Him. They know His voice. Why? You ever wonder why it's the voice and it's not what you see? He doesn't say, those who see me will follow me. You know, sheep don't see well. They really don't. They, they've only got a few feet in front of them. Neither do you. Neither do, do me. <laughs> Neither do I. I can't see tomorrow. I can't see what's ahead of me. But I can always hear who's speaking to me. Jesus is saying, you say I'm your father. Prove it. Prove it in the way you live and, and I will help you do this. It's not just up to us. We make it so impossible and the, the most amazing miracle of all is that we can live like Jesus did. When we say in confidence that the Lord is our father, our dad, and we belong to him, then that means that when we call out to him, he hears us. There's nothing greater than watching your children be born. Now, that's easy for me to say. I didn't do all the work. But I will never forget when Mia was born, and she was underway, and so they had to immediately rush her into this, uh, uh, I call it the microwave, you know, where they put them under all these lights and, you know, keep them warm and all this. And she was just crying and crying and crying and crying. Well, they let me go over. Now, this is when we had uh, the Stone Age, when we had video cameras that we ran around with. And uh, I put the camera down, and, you know, they're cleaning her up and all this. I mean, I mean, I still see this just like it was yesterday. And I was afraid to touch her. I mean, you know, I was 24 years old. I'm like, I'm not ready for this. And they were like, no, it's fine. You can, you can, do, you can touch her. So I put my hand on her chest and I said, it's okay. Daddy's here. And I, if I'm lying, the Lord can strike me dead. She immediately stopped crying. And she got very calm. And the nurse said to me, your daughter knows your voice. And then I was hooked. I mean, that, that, that did it for me. I can, can barely even say it. But, but if, if there's no better illustration, Jesus is saying, I take care of my little lambs. And they hear my voice. Let's make sure that we're listening to our shepherd. 
Let's make sure that we stay close to our Father who will protect us. I know life is, is cruel, and sometimes those who are biological dads aren't always the greatest representation. But I, as I would say to you earlier, God is the perfection of your earthly dad. Everything that your earthly dad is, has missed out or didn't do right, God is saying, I, I, can, I can take care of that. I can be for you what no one else can be. And if you've had a godly father, let me tell you, you need to get on your knees and thank God. Because spiritually, the studies that we do about what happens to a family when dads stay in the home and do as they should, you have set your child up for exceptional success. I mean, that's, that's proven. That is proven. And when a dad is not in the home, and it's not right for a mother to have to do everything. That is not God's way. I'm not saying they can't, because a lot of these women are wonder, wonder woman. But it, it wasn't meant to be that way. It really wasn't. So friends, as dads or people who have uh, influence, when that influence is godly, we're already setting people up for major success spiritually and in this world. Look at the Proverbs. Proverbs talks about success all the time, but, it, but, but the key is always listening to the voice of God, listening to wisdom. So friends, I would ask you, and you already know the answer, who's your father? You know, it's not like, you, you don't have to go on Maury Povich and he says, here's who the dad is. We know who our father is by what we do. We don't have to wear a WWJD bracelet to say, what would Jesus do? We're not dumb. We know what Jesus would do. God's spirit lives in us. He tells us what we should do. It's just, are you going to do it? Am I going to do it? And when we do those things that we should do, our witness grows stronger and people see Christ in us. That's the greatest thing as a dad or a mom or anything that you can ever do or be. It's not about doing, but be is be Christ to somebody else. And everything else works itself out. I, it, I don't understand that, but it does. Maybe because Jesus said that if you put God's kingdom first, all these other things that we worry about right? All the things in life that, that want to drag us down and we, we get anxious over and worry and fret. And he's like, look, put me in the center. Make me about, make, make me your life, not just a part of it, but make me your life. And all this other stuff just fits right together. And uh, that's God's kingdom. That's how he, that's how our father has set it up. I want to sing together. Uh, I want you to sing with me. You don't want me to sing this on my own. This little chorus. Uh, it's an old chorus written by one of our generals. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. It's chorus 717. It's uh, tune 729. All his wonderful passion and purity. O thou spirit divine, all my nature refine. 
till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. You see, that's what it really means when we say, who is my father? It's going to come out. All my nature refined till the beauty of Jesus. You know, as a guy, I'll be honest, I don't usually use the word beauty and Jesus together. I just don't, you know, but that's okay. The beauty of Jesus is that we we are made in his likeness. You see, God creates, God can create a human being twice. We are created in his image. And then he recreates us on the inside with his spirit. So that we can say, I look like my father. So let's sing this together. And I invite you to pray or just sing and just ask God to help. Empty yourself of yourself. And then he can fill you with his presence. I can't do it. But that has been my prayer over the last month that the Lord has just laid on my heart. Lord, empty me of me. I've tried. I like myself too much. I can't empty me of me, but he can. And when he empties me of me, he fills me with himself. Amen. So we can, this this little sweet chorus can be our witness. All my nature refined till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Let's sing together.